Welcome to the Marketing Intern Spotlight. A marketing intern is a listener who's spreading our message authentically. Hear their story, their passion, and their journey. Enjoy. When were we on your podcast? I'm trying to remember. Was that back in like December, January? Uh, I th- it was. It must have been January because Ty and I talked in December. Okay. And then I talked to you guys a couple months after that. So maybe it was... It was, I believe it was January or early February because we were sitting in these chairs and you had it on speakerphone. We were sitting right in between. That's right. Yeah, Yeah. because I commented on you sitting Indian style in the floral chair. Yes. Because I listened to it back in preparation for this. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Yeah. So I really want to unpack like your journey into discovering what's going on in the Twin Cities. Sure. Because you have had on Tyler, you've had on us, you've had on Brandon Polzuk, you've had on Gabe Malinsky. You've had on. Do you have Nick with Stationary yeah, Astronaut? Yeah, Nick. Yep. And then Brandon. I already said Brandon. Oh, um, there's a lot. Any others I that I'm? I think that um, Will Dupont. He's, Will Dupont. Okay. Because yeah, um, Gabe hooked me up with Will. Yep. And then uh, I think that's it now. Will Dupont. Yeah, he's the real estate. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Um, and now you're here for Lincoln Drink. Now I'm here for Lincoln Drink. Yeah. Which is crazy, man. Where? How did this all come together, man? Yeah. <laughs> I should have been prepared for that question and so I could pinpoint it for you. But I was trying to figure that out with Ty this afternoon. At some point, I got connected with Ty because he was the first guy I talked to from Minnesota. I think it might have been him interacting with a back pocket thing because when I remember when I was talking to you guys about you had the GoPro and you're putting stuff all over the walls. That's when I first found you and I was just searching podcasts for everything just to see what other people were doing. Oh. And then I found Ty and his podcast when he was on like episode two or something. I ranked better in the SEO than you guys did. <laughs> Attaboy. <laughs> Whatever. Um, and then just reached out to him. We both interviewed each other. And then it was just like I was circling your guests almost. Like you had Brandon on. You had Nick on. You had Gabe on. And I would see it on your show. I'm like, those guys sound cool. I could talk to them too. Let me just see if they'll answer me. And I'd be shooting out DMs on Instagram. They'd hit me back. And then i talked to them. And then I, one day I just said, like, hey, looking for interview ideas. And somebody said, the back pocket. And so I put it on my story, and you guys were like, let's do it. And that's how we did it. Now you're here. And then I flew into the sandbox because I'm not native sandbox. So uh, none, of us are na- are. none of us are native sandbox. Yeah. We're all trying to figure it out. So initial impressions. Um, you came in here with a couple of connections. Yep. Um, you learned about the city through us. And now you've arrived. Uh, gut reaction. You've been here for 24 hours, just under. Uh, just about 12 hours. Okay. I landed at uh, 8 a.m. this morning. So I woke up at 3.30 this morning, Eastern time. So that'd be 2.30, your time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And flew out of Philly, landed at 8, and then I was showing you my health app on my phone. <laughs> I walked 10 miles today. Yeah, 19,000 steps later. All over the city, just checking it out. And Dude, it's super walkable city. And all these bike trails and stuff, and people are scooting around. It's pretty neat. There's trash everywhere, though. But then people are picking up the trash, too, so at least they know there's a problem. There's mm-hmm. guys out there with the little claws grabbing it, but it's cool. Right a lot on, of construction. Man. Yeah. And you're coming from a, a smaller a smaller town, um, and you are the central PA guy. Yeah. So um, Minneapolis, Twin Cities is a bit bit different there. You, you probably don't have a ton of limes, I'm guessing. Uh, oh, the scooters? Yes. Dude, so no, um, I've got Amish horse and buggies that I have to dodge, not scooters. But I was actually talking to an Uber driver about this today, asking him his stance on the scooters because other cities I've been to, like Nashville, for example, I was just in. It's like a decisive factor in Ubers is if you're pro or anti scooter. 
because the Uber guys are anti-scooter. They leave, people leave them in the streets all over the place. They're driving them drunk. They're taking the scooters, not the Ubers. It's cutting into their revenue. Mm. And then the Uber drivers here were like, nah, man, I don't know. No one's ever asked me about the scooters. And then he, <laughs> and then he told me I was progressive because I was from the East Coast. And we have more revolutionary thinking in the East Coast than they do in the Midwest. I'm nice. Like, okay, cool. I never never heard that before. Yeah, big compliments coming here from the Midwest. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, so, no, I like them, dude. They're fun. I, I, love I was going to ride them around. I probably will tomorrow now that I've you know, got 10 miles under my belt on foot and I know kind of the streets and where not to get hit by a car on a scooter. I'll be cruising. Yeah, you don't want to be humming 15 miles per hour going the wrong direction no. for 10 minutes. No, I'm going to hug the bike lanes. And then around U.S. Bank, there's that like trail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I was walking around there. That seems like a good scooter spot to just Stone Arch and, Bridge, baby. Yeah, love this. Yeah. So that that would be one suggestion I have for you tomorrow because it's gonna be sunny tomorrow, which is gonna be sweet. I would definitely go over kind of by U.S. Bank off Washington. Um, there's the Guthrie Theater, which is just a cool looking building. I've never actually been inside. And then behind that is the Stone Arch Bridge. You take that Stone Arch Bridge all the way across, and then there's a whole like little north. There's a brick road over there with a bunch of cool places to eat and stuff. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. And then the original, so in Minneapolis, it was a flour mill hub in the 1920s. Flowers. There were more people living in Minneapolis in the 1920s in, uh, then than there are now. Whoa. Yeah. Because we were just bumping with flour mill. And like we were what, pro- like, we were just providing oh, okay. flour so like, like general, general milk. I was like thinking general general like flour. roses mm-hmm. when you said that. Oh, thinking, dude, dang! Like and mill, we had those mill and roses. That's, <laughs> that's a lot of people <laughs> growing flour. Yeah, you're just like this doesn't add up. But uh, so when you go across that bridge, the original um, canals where they would tra- where they used to transport the um, flour is underneath like the bridge area. So if you go down, like kind of how I was explaining, I can show you after, but. They have all these like super cool canals down there that are yeah. all abandoned with like forestry and all kinds of stuff cool. around and really, really cool murals. I would suggest checking that out. That's a spot that not a lot of people know about in the city. So all right, got it. Little sandbox insider. Insider. Yeah. yeah. As cool. we're trying to dominate the sandbox, we got advice. Um, but our our audience doesn't necessarily know your true story, Miles. So if you could give a little bit of a background to our marketing interns of who you are, that would be awesome. Sure. Who I am. Yes. Wow, okay. Who are you? That's a good first question. <laughs> yeah. Who <laughs> are Well, let's see. It all started. Uh, no, okay. Okay. Serious. My name is Miles, marketing interns. Hello. Which camera I should look at? I'll look at you all. Yeah. But um, so I live in Central PA. I'm 29 years old. When I was 27, I got this idea in my head to start a podcast. At the time, I had just sold my house and was building a new house. And I was living in a one-bedroom apartment with my eight-month pregnant wife and our dog, surrounded by boxes of our stuff as the house was being built. Because, of course, we were just supposed to be in that one-bedroom apartment for a month, but construction never goes like you think it's going to go. And it was three months. We were in that little one-bedroom apartment, no TV, no internet. You know, I had the card table up against the corner and two folding chairs for the kitchen table and literal boxes of our stuff for, like, a coffee table and stuff. Um played a lot of card games, um, listened to a lot of podcasts, right? So that's when I started like deep down the podcast rabbit hole because I had nothing else to do and just started thinking to myself, well, hey, I could do this. Like, why, why couldn't I do this? Let's figure out what it would take to start a podcast and then just started, you know, I actually started after my, my son was born in December, but that's when the idea was born and I was, you know, 
crushing notes in my phone with interview questions, people to interview, you know, all sorts of stuff, name ideas, and then asked for the gear, like a little starter kit for Christmas, got it as a gift, and then just started recording away. Um, and here I am. I was just, I was just scheduling stuff out. I've got 85 episodes um, scheduled out. Number 79 will go live tomorrow on the 10th. So yeah, and it's the show's called Relish the Journey, and it's just, it's like a hodgepodge of anything and everything. I've talked to you guys and Ty here in the room about what it's like to start a podcast. I've talked to people that have gone through giving up their children for adoption. I just had a really cool conversation with somebody that texted me, got my number, found me on a motivational podcast search in iTunes, went to the website, got my phone number, texted me, which like blew my mind that they went through that much effort to get in contact with me, which was cool. Um, this woman was reading Cora and found this guy who commented on, on an article about his life story. She contacted him and asked him if she could write a play about his life. He said yes. She wrote the play. They've now performed the play, and they're writing a book. And we talked about that. So it's like all over the place, the people I talk to. But that's what I love. It just keeps me really excited because – especially now that it's kind of gotten into strangers. Like she texted me one day, the next day I was talking to her and recording the podcast. I had no idea other than her little tidbit she texted me. And it's just unpacking who they are. Like you, like we started with this question and why they want to talk about it. And then an hour later you hit stop. It's pretty fun. That's awesome, Miles. And I, I apologize for the vague question. It's, no, it, know, I'm, no. the, I'm the king of the vague questions. Exactly. So okay. and, I, and so are we. And we love asking them because – we don't want to fill in the blanks because you'll do 10 times better than us. If I could have gave you like the three sentence overview of what I know about you from our podcast conversation and exchanging all the social media messages, but it wouldn't do it justice. So that was awesome. Thanks for that background. We yeah, appreciate no it. Problem. That's um, what's one thing that you just like love about the podcast space after recording now 79 of them or 85. I yeah, guess. 85. So um, I love how there's no rules. Like there's no formula or recipe you have to follow, like to stay with that metaphor, right? Like if you screw up a recipe on a cake, it's not going to taste good. It's going to suck, right? But it's really up to you, whatever you want to do with a podcast. Like you guys, I remember again, you recorded an episode with your shirts off. Like, I don't know why you did that, but you did that. And then you put it out there as content and look, I'm talking about it probably a year later, right? <laughs> yeah. So that's so just what's fun is you, there's no rules, so you can write the rules every single day and every time that you do it, and that's just a lot of fun. I freaking love that, man. That's a great answer, and I I couldn't agree more, and I think Andrew and I have definitely taken advantage maybe too much of the fact <laughs> that there's no rules. Um, it's so funny trying to explain, like we were talking about this on a back-end show the other day about how hard it is to explain what the back pocket is to someone who like doesn't know who you are. And when we release three different episodes a week, each one being a little bit different than the other, it's like, man, we've really taken advantage of the fact that like this is, this is all we do. This is like what how we want to do it, what we want to do. So yeah, very interesting. I just and I think it's freaking awesome that you've been so dedicated to towards it. I think one stat that uh, always sticks out to me is ninety percent of podcasts don't make it past the seventh episode. Yeah, I've heard that too. Everybody has. Um, the urge to probably start a podcast, not everybody has the uh, willpower to stay consistent. So congrats yeah. to you, brother. Thanks, man. That's awesome. With 79 episodes in, what's the uh, what's that thing that you keep reminding yourself of? Like, I, I, uh, I'm going to keep plugging along. I'm going to keep getting after this thing because it does get uh, uh, um, to the point where you don't have a ton of outside 
pat on, patting on the back. It's a lot of internal motivation to continue forward with talking into a mic and, and inputting that and letting that being released to the world. Sure. And especially in my situation, like I don't have someone to riff off of. Like you guys have each other, which is cool told each other accountable and it's something you get to do together for me it's me and i'm in central pa i'm not in a metropolitan area so i get i like to do as much as i can in person but a lot of it's on the phone so that gets yeah making this like more dramatic than it is but it Mm -hmm. does get lonely it's like me up in a room like this in my house just feels like i'm screaming into the abyss you know so to me it's like i just don't want to be one of those guys like i don't want to be that statistic of obviously i didn't stop at seven but I've put enough things out there that if I stop, there are enough people I know they're going to call me out. Like when I did a little promo video to get it started, I said that I want to interview the world. And I remember Ty giving me shit for it too. Like that's a little hyperbolic, you know, like you can't actually do that. I'm like, yeah, dude, but (laughs) so what? If I was going to interview my neighborhood, like that'd be done in one season. Okay. Like Mm -hmm. I've made it so that I can't really stop or I shouldn't stop. And if I do stop, then it's like on me. Like there will have to be a big reason to stop because there's enough things to keep filling the funnel. Right on. Absolutely. What is so, um, and people, people have told this to us all the time about like niching down or like pick a lane. Uh, have, has, have people like given you that as suggestions to do that with your own podcast? Cause you're doing yeah. a very similar thing where you're just like, we're also interviewing the world. The world for us is just like the sandbox, whoever's right. coming through. All right. Um, not directly. I mean, you always get sort of the people that give you the advice through like a backhanded like compliment or some like passive aggression. Um, but so no one's just outright said like you should niche down. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think I should too, <laughs> but I just haven't found the niche that I want to niche down into yet. Yeah. But that's, what's fun is I'm just collecting all these conversations at some point. I think what I might end up doing is having focused seasons so it can change but um, one area that I really want to get back to, for example, was the adoption area because it's really interesting people that give up their children for adoption or the process you have to go to if you want to adopt somebody. Everything that you have to do is just mind-blowing. And everybody that's gone through it, even if it's from the same side, has a completely different story. That could be a season. Like season four could be relish the journey of adoption. And then there could be relish the journey of starting your own business relish the journey of you know mowing the lawn you know whatever i want to insert there it could be even if it's like a 10 episode season that could just be what it is and then at least you would know then if you're coming back week to week what i'm going to be talking about we flirt around with that idea as well and we just it comes to the same point of like which one do we start with and what is it about adoption that is the one that comes first to mind for you that was the it's still an episode i think about because it just really like blew my mind what episode was that by the way i we love to plug it. Yeah. Ty will look it up. Because yeah, I, I want to listen to this. Yeah, I really yeah. want to listen to this. So I did two back-to-back. Well, I did three. So there's – well, I'll send it to you, and you can link up to it or whatever. But okay. one was a woman I went to college with that she adopted, and we were talking, and I was just like, are you kidding me? Like, that's what it is? And then she gave me a couple of resources that she followed on Instagram when she was going through the process. And I tagged those when I shared her episode, then they reached out to me and I started talking to them. And then I got both of them on the podcast. One was the woman that gave up a child for adoption. And one is someone that started a business surrounding helping people through the adoption process. And it's, it's pretty wild. I'm seeing one 49, um, with Hannah L. Elog. Elog. Yes. Elage. So okay. that's Kindred and Co. That's the woman that started the company surrounding helping people. Then the one before that should be Big Tough Girl with yes. Ashley Mitchell, who gave up her child for adoption. 
and I think it might be 33. Scroll down, Love Over Fear. It's Kate Willard. You got those off the top of your head. Yeah, coming back. Right on it. What was the name of our our podcast? Making Ordinary Extraordinary. That's right, dude. God, that's sick. Mm -hmm. So that's another thing for some context, right? The show's called Relish the Journey. The subtitle of it is Life in Three Words. I ask every guest to describe their life in three words, and then those three words become the name of the episode. That's amazing, dude. And I know you mentioned you started the podcast um, in your one-bedroom apartment with your kid. How's it been balancing uh, being a father and being a, a pod father? Yeah, oh, a pod father. I like that. It's like the godfather of podcasting. Exactly. Did you just come up with that right now? Have you heard that before? Um, I, yeah, I don't know. I just, that should be like a back pocket merch item right there. Mm-hmm. I well, like it could that. be very similar to the, the kid. Socks. Because that's your kid, right? Yes. Uh, what's your kid's name? Mason. Mason. This is Mason circa like six months old. On a pair of socks I got for Christmas. That's so rich. Mason looks happy. Dude, he's loving it. He's loving life. He's like staring down some blueberries or yogurt or something mm-hmm. right there. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, phenomenal. So, bouncing it's pretty easy because he goes to bed at 7 p.m. Mm. So, like... Straightforward. Straightforward. It's, yeah. He goes to bed at 7 p.m., we eat dinner, hang out with the wife for a you know period of time, and then I normally set up interviews for like 8, 8, 30 p.m., talk to people for an hour, do some other stuff for half hour, 10 p.m., I'm in bed just like every other American and... On with life. Instead of watching oh. Netflix, I'm doing the podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I remember seeing something recently that you just quit your job not too long ago. Yeah, well, resigned. Resigned. I gave sorry. a month's notice. Sorry, so sorry. I did the gentlemanly thing. But yeah, do start a new job. Um, I'm the director of digital marketing for a marketing agency now. Right on. Nice. Did yeah. that flow from uh, stuff you've been doing with the podcast, yeah. realizing some things? 100%. That's sweet. 100%, yeah. My previous job, I was the general manager of a housing company. I came up through marketing. I started at the, I was at this company for nine and a half years. Started as an intern in sales and marketing, then was marketing assistant, then assistant director of marketing, then director of marketing, and then got promoted to general manager. And the general manager position oversaw marketing, but also sales and engineering and purchasing and costing and production and accounting and running a company. Sure. So awesome learning experience. Did that for about three years. Learned a lot. One of the things I learned was I don't want to do that. Like just straight up didn't want to do it and just felt like I hit my ceiling and love loving the podcast but wanted to do more of it and w- was trying to incorporate it in the other place and just it wasn't the right fit and so I just started looking for you know where can, how can I do something like this and incorporate this somewhere and then just started you know networking and working people I knew and made a phone call got an interview a couple of days later had a job offer Accepted it, gave the month's notice, and then took a couple weeks off in between, and three weeks into the new gig. So it's awesome, phenomenal. Yeah. How, how often did you uh, talk about relish the journey in that in that interview? Oh, it was, dude. So the crazy thing, and Ty and I talked about this a little bit, was I probably applied for a hundred jobs, just like throwing my resume at stuff. Didn't hear anything back. The and HR I, firewall, yeah, dude. dude like the a- AI working against me. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I make a phone call to a marketing agency and I had the resume on the podcast and they're really, they're talking about how do they, how do they reposition that company to be more of a national player as a marketing agency, especially now with stuff being digital. You don't have to, I don't have to be in Minneapolis here to have a client in Minneapolis. So how do they do that? But they weren't doing a lot to market themselves, which in the agency world, now that I'm in it, is totally understandable because it's all about billable hours and juggling all the clients. You're like, you kind of think of yourself last. But so they were like, well, tell us about this podcast. And I just started going with ideas. I was pitching them a podcast for <laughs> for the company already. I actually recorded, like I made a podcast 
just recently talked to the owners. I played it for them. I was like, listen, this is what, this is what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a podcast. I took one of their blog articles, took it home, sourced the audio, sourced the sound effect, did a fake ad in the middle with the sound effect weaving in and out and like just made up a name and an intro and outro, all this good stuff and played it for them. And they greenlit the uh, development for me doing it now. And they already want to sell it to a client like us doing it for them as well. Bada bing, bada so, boom. Dude, Let's I go. am the pod father. Yes, it's you are. Happen. That is so freaking cool, man. So yeah, I don't know what question spurned that, but that was just me rambling. But yeah, dude, that's but that's what I love. I'm an idea guy. I love marketing and I love just coming up with ideas and the strategy behind them. Don't always love implementing it. And if people like check out my Instagram for this, like I know I do the bare minimum of marketing my own show because I just I'm already on to the next thing. Um at some point, I need to just get someone to do that for me so I can just keep focusing on the next thing. Mm-hmm. So my job is digital marketing and strategy. So that's all I do all day is look at brands and come up with what could they be doing better? What could they be innovating and putting it to paper and getting paid for it? So it's it can be better. It's freaking amazing. But I, I wouldn't even say you're an ideas guy because you execute on the ideas you love. Yeah. Well, like, yeah. Who, I've never heard of someone that just volunteers their time, goes through blog article intro outro it sounds like you, you with a fake ad in the middle like oh yeah that is so that's above somebody, and beyond so that, just impressive man thank you. right away that's so cool but that's an example of how what the gm thing taught me right is i was reporting directly to the ceo and the owners any owner doesn't want you to bring them a problem they want you to come up with a solution and say here's the problem and by the way i already did it or here's what we could do to fix it am i okay to move forward so I could go to them and say, hey, you should podcast. And they're like, okay, great, dude. I'm, I'm running this company. I got a million things to do. Like, tell me something I don't know, right? But it's like, listen, you should do a podcast. Here's why. Here's an idea I had. And oh, by the way, here's what that looks like, space bar. And then afterwards, they're like, yes. And thank you for taking the initiative and doing everything you just rattled off because we wish more people would do that. So just like that little bit of extra effort, man. Yeah, goes such a long way. We were just talking um, on the back end show, uh, twenty nine, which got released right before your episode. So if you if you're not uh, if you're if you're into the back pocket, go ahead and tune into the back end show because that's where we just truly riff. Even though this is a, a riff in itself, um, we were talking about how we want to be doing content creation as a as a full time job of marketing our own stuff. Yeah, and figuring out the best ways to create ads uh, because. That's how we can promote our podcast is through Facebook marketing and trying to figure out the the best way to create a cold audience and turn them into something that's going to engage with us by a little bit and then throw them another piece of content. If we had our full day, seven days a week to create content specific to that, we would be obsessed over it or we would we would maximize, optimize the space. We already are obsessed about it. And hearing how you took the initiative of... um, closing the door on something that you didn't love and open the door on something that you found a passion of, uh, on and then seize that opportunity by going above and beyond is, is pretty awesome. Thanks, man. Mm-hmm. It's phenomenal. I need to do what you did more in my own life with actually converting on ideas for other people. Cause I do, I feel like I do a lot of the same thing where I come to um, someone who doesn't have the time to solve the, the problem or the idea, execute the idea I have. But if I just like put, I don't know how much time I'd need. I feel like I'd totally be turning over, turning and burning some pretty cool stuff. So that's freaking awesome. Yeah, thanks. And I've, I mean, I've learned it the hard, hard way. I haven't always done that. I'm, yeah. I'm very guilty. And all right, I'll save that for my average quality because I, I, I'm about to go there and I'll save that for the end. But 
I'm guilty of doing what you're doing. Look how savvy that was, dude. He's what are we like twenty minutes in? We don't get to average quality till like forty. Till yeah. forty. Good yeah. stuff. Um, but I, I do want to touch on on that aspect a little bit, and maybe there's a different example, but some type of um bump along the road, some type of failure, some type of wall that you uh, um came in front of and you had to overcome it in your life. Was there an experience like that that you can come off of the top of your head that truly made an impact on you? Sure. Um, it was. It's all wrapped up in changing jobs. I mean, that was a bump and a wall and a rock bottom, whatever. Like, I was working, you know, 60-hour weeks easy. You know, I'd get to the office at 7 an hour early. I'd work through lunch. I'd stay late. I'd be working Saturdays. My phone would be ringing on vacation after hours all the time. I'd be, I'd be have to be checking the emails because – there was just always stuff going on that I had to be accountable to and it's just draining. And then doing the podcast stuff on the side. And I'm also, um, in a night class right now at the small business administration. It's their emerging leaders program, but that's in Philadelphia. So every Wednesday I'm driving two and a half hours to Philadelphia, jumping on the turnpike, jumping on the turnpike. But I start not get home to like midnight cause the class is from six to 9 PM. So I'm already missing bedtime with the little guy. I don't want to miss breakfast. So I could get a hotel room, but I just, I hoof it back so I can be there in the morning and spend time with them. But that's a lot. So that's draining. Then I'm doing the podcast stuff. Then I signed up, I hired a coach um, to help me with some of this stuff. So I was doing these mastermind calls on Monday evenings. So the past like four months have been loaded and it was good and bad because like that first month was me realizing like I was at my low. I hit that, that rock bottom of just really understanding what anxiety is. And I think that's really what it was for me was I was having panic attacks, but didn't know that they were called panic attacks. Like mm. until I went to the doctor and I'm like, I don't know what's going on. Like this is happening. And they're like, Oh yeah, dude, that's like, you're having anxiety. That's, that's a panic attack. And I was like, okay, well that's helpful. At least I know what the heck this is. Right. And so, but that was, that was rough for me because I consider myself a pretty intellectual person and smart and to feel like something messed up in your head is kind of a weird thing to overcome. And so that was me having to look, take a look inside and be like, okay, why is this happening? Connecting that with the job that was taking up so much time, but wasn't really fulfilling what I wanted to do. Hiring that coach, putting in the work of like, just getting that 1% better every day and identifying all these things that I can't execute on and control. And then getting it done, man. That was so. I feel like I'm just coming up the other side of that, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know if I'm explaining it properly or not. I feel you're like killing I'm rambling, it. Rambling, no, yeah, you're but. getting up on that that breath of fresh air, and you're starting to feel the. You're starting to reap the benefits of going through that struggle yeah. and realizing there are these things that are uncontrollable in your life. These panic attacks or anxiety situations. Yeah. When that is something that is chemically imbalanced. That's not, that's out of your control, but there are these different ways you can try to mitigate those situations or when these situations arise, we'll ask all these questions of other things that you use, but, uh, you're, you're coming through and you're, you're finding that deep, that, uh, that breath of fresh air, man. Yeah, it, man. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. It blows my mind, man. I, I well, it, it doesn't blow my mind, but it definitely, it's something that I can relate to too. And it's just like, you don't really realize it until either like a different perspective like someone else is like hey yeah, do you have anxiety look at and then you start looking back through all of the things that um could possibly um have an effect on you man i yeah. mean it's just it overloads you all the time i think that change in perspective though is so freaking important realizing that hey dude these things are uncontrollable why am i even worrying about them i can't i can't physically do anything today to worry about it so why don't i focus on myself and get one percent better yeah dude it's insane the uh, I wanted to know more so like 
in your history, so where'd you go to college? Uh, it's a little school. It's funny. We're at Tyler's school. I was like, how many, how many kids go to your school? And he's like, oh, what was it, like 50,000? Yeah. And, they, yeah. and they call it the U. Not, oh, like, the U. Not the U. to be confused with the University of Miami. It's the, go- the U. The gopher hole. The gopher hole. It's, uh, it's the largest campus square footage-wise in the country. Really? Yeah. It's a very nice campus. Mm-hmm. And so I'll just put in that for context. He has 50,000 kids at his school. I had 1,400 at mine. Oh, wow. A little, little place called like Homing College in Williamsport, Pennsylvania. Okay. Mm. Wow. So then coming from there and then e- even staying in central PA – um, and running this podcast where you're touching a lot of people outside of that area. Like you said, you're not interviewing just uh, the neighborhood friends and everything. Um, but how has it been kind of living in one perspective where it's very small town, but expanding your perspective to the outer world through your podcast? Yeah, so it's it's a similar thing where you don't realize how small it is until you look back of what I've been exposed to, right? Like mm-hmm. I'm sitting in freaking Minneapolis right now, like, that wouldn't have happened without the podcast. And it's looking back now, it makes sense. That's sort of why I started it was I was seeking out these like-minded people that I wasn't finding in my immediate area, mm. whether I knew it or not. Subconsciously, that's what was happening. So that's just been awesome. I mean, it's been cool to, to realize that I'm not the crazy one that thinks a certain way. Everybody else is crazy. I just hadn't found my people yet, and they just happened to be scattered from Pennsylvania to California and everywhere in between. I just had to seek them out and find them. And then once you find them, it just it makes you more confident in yourself when you kind of look at everybody walking in a room, and it's like, all right, no, I'm not insecure. You all are insecure because I've talked to X amount of people, and I realize that there's a common thread in everybody, whether you're going to admit it to yourself or not. And it's like once you figure that out, you have the key to the ultimate confidence, and you get that from podcasting. Mm-hmm. All right, so what is that common thread that you found in your uh, now 79 guests? It's a mix of things, but everybody's got their own version of insecurities, right? Like everybody's got what I talked about with anxiety or, or whatever they had going on, but they don't take a picture of it and slap a filter on it and put it on Instagram, right? They just kind of like tamp it down until it blows up. Um Everybody is searching for that that one thing that I can't answer this question with that one thing, right? Everybody's in search of something, and then everybody deals on some some plane with that confidence issue of second guessing themselves or putting their own insecurities on other people, and that manifests its you know in whatever way possible that they're they might look at you and and make a judgment about you, but really it's a judgment that they're making on themselves. Mm. And so when you can just like clear all that crap out and be present like you are on a podcast for a conversation with somebody and have a genuine curiosity about what's going on in that conversation and like put all preconceived notions aside anything is possible with any person you meet you can have a connection with everybody that's awesome and it fires me up because that was the things that we picked up on not right away but slowly but surely after talking to all these people and then the people that were listening to our show the things that they were talking about of like, complimenting on us or saying continue to try to go this way uh everyone has their flaws and that's why we always will say we are wildly average and we are no better than anyone else we just so happen to have the opportunity to talk to really cool people and and unpack their stories and you're in the same position yeah, doing it in your unique angle and you get to put it out again the best thing about being a podcaster is that it's your baby and you can do it in, in your way and you can ask those questions to push out the, the response to inspire others. And we're trying to do it in our way. You get to do it in yours. And now we get to sit here a year later um, after probably connecting on social media uh, is pretty damn cool. Yeah, dude. Mm-hmm. What was like the ultimate um, thing to 
draw you to Minneapolis? I know Lincoln Drink was like the event, but yeah, what made you pull the trigger on it on a two hundred buck ticket? I'm I'm assuming it's yeah around around that around that price. Done your market research. That's okay. about the going rate of a plane ticket. There we go. <laughs> so like, what made you like really? Pull yeah, the trigger so on that. I was just, I'm trying to get better at executing, like we talked about before, mm. right? Because I'm not always the best at it either. And it was one of those things where I had said it enough times to the different people I was talking about, like, I want to come to that event. I want to come to one of those things. And then a month would go by, and there'd be some excuse. The job would be part of it, right? This job I had before, it was really hard to get away. And then when I hit that moment where it was like, okay, I'm leaving this job. I don't know where I'm going yet, but I'm going to go. And then I was like, okay. I'm buying the ticket. Like I'm, I'm just gonna go. Like I have to just do it, and cleared it with the boss at home, the wife. Hello, yeah, what'd she hello, say? Claire, thank you. She's very supportive. No, she okay. is. She's she's a rock star, especially because it's not just like she's chilling at home by herself. She's taking care of a one and a half year old by herself mm-hmm. and a dog, and that's a lot. Uh, but I talked about it, and she knows it's important to me, so she's she's all in if it makes me happy. And because that's the other thing about when you're in a dark place and you're married and you have a family, it's like everyone can be in that dark place. Mm. So she saw it where it was bad, and now that she sees me coming out of it, she's just supportive and like, you know, go do you. So it's really what it was, man. I was like, if I don't just go buy it, I'm always going to find some reason not to do it. So let's just do it. Let's buy the ticket, get the get the Airbnb, and then just tell everybody I'm doing it. So like, I texted you all. I was like, yeah. like it's happening. Because then if I backed out, you guys would be like, dude, what the hell? You said mm-hmm. you were coming. We set up. The... So I've I've learned that about myself. You know, I was an athlete, and it was team sports. With even though swimming was kind of like you're in your own race, you have a team that you're accountable to. I've learned that about myself, that if I'm going to get something done, I have to tell as many people as possible that I'm going to do that thing because then I have to do that thing. Yeah. Otherwise, I can talk myself out of it real quick. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you swam in college, correct? Yeah. And have you felt like that uh, athletic uh, journey of pursuing academics and athletics in college um, has helped you kind of continue to figure out balance going forward and push you because that's Declan and I are ex-football players at, yeah. uh, at St. Thomas so we share that dude 100% it's like I don't know what it's like to not be busy so when mm. a lot of people look at me like I'm insane because I'm balancing all these things it's like well what's normal to you because when I was in college I had two jobs I was captain of the swim team president of my fraternity student government I was dating you, you know name like it. you're involved went to class like I, I did a bunch of stuff and I still graduated with honors and got a job. And, like, you can do all these things. It's just being intentional with your time. So now, taking that after college. I've said this on a few other shows I've been on. But it's like, think about that. You do all that in college, and that's expected because you have to build up your resume, right? And then you graduate, and most people get a job, and that's all they do. That's it. They work 40 hours, 50, 60. If they have a lot, they go home. They, they absorb into the couch. They watch Netflix, and you die at your desk. You retire and say, I wish I did all these things. And oh, I'll do this this day when that happens, but then you lose your health and your fitness and you don't do it and you have all these regrets. That's so dumb. Like, you should treat life like you're building your resume and have a bunch of extracurriculars. Like, I don't know why we instill it in our kids and then give ourselves a scapegoat and don't do it. So let's just do it. Oh, my oh, God, dude. dude fire. Yo, I, just, <laughs> I haven't put that because you know I don't have kids, and so I haven't looked at it from that perspective. And... Like, that, think about when you were a kid. How many sports did you play? How mm-hmm. many practices did they drive you to? All this good stuff. What are adults doing? Yeah, I mean, I was in pottery. You name it. I, then my yeah. parents threw me in there. Yeah. Yeah. So what is, like, if you're listening to this, what are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah. Go do something. Like, have a new experience. That's what life's all about. Life is not just work. Work supports those extracurriculars. Yes. Work 
work gets you money and money can get you the opportunity yeah. to that next thing. And if you're lucky, that is both. That's awesome. Not right. many people are completely fulfilled by their work. If that's you, sweet. But there's a lot of things to do. Like I spent 10 miles today. I just wandered the streets of the city and did like funny stuff on my Instagram. I was like having a great time just by myself chilling. Oh, like, that sounds amazing. That was, that was so fun. But what, so I could have just gone to the Airbnb and like just watch TV, like mm-hmm. watch Netflix. E- the easy route. Yeah. 100% like, you was comfortable. Yep. But I just like, I'm, I don't, I didn't want to know people here, but I didn't, wasn't meeting up with anybody. I'm just wandering around the city by myself with all my stuff. So I couldn't get into the Airbnb until after an interview. So I'm just like schlepping bags around, mm-hmm. hiking through the city, but it was cool. So do you think people, maybe they don't choose to not fill their time with extracurriculars or that they're just not aware that they should be or that there is some actual excitement on the other side of like challenging yourself with being busy yeah i think that's a good question i think it's it's layered i think it's i think it's both i think they're not aware because it's it's not talked about a lot and up before this like age of content everywhere and social media and podcasts and everything all you knew was what you saw the people in your circle do so like mm-hmm. for me, without podcasts, right? Without the phone that's recording right now, I would have grown up and just known my little area and you do what everybody in your area does unless you're a crazy outlier and you're convinced there's some big world out there you meant for more and you follow your dream and everyone looks at you like you're crazy. So like that's just what people are like you you grown up and it's like I'm gonna check the boxes, right? Like gonna graduate high school, gonna get to college, gonna graduate, gonna get married, gonna buy a house, gonna have some kids, gonna get a job. Like what else do you add to the list? Like typical societal things aren't like, and then I'm going to start a podcast and then I'm going to start a business and then it's going to fail and I'm going to start another one and then I'm going to travel the world. Like it's those random, like crazy people you hear about. I'm doing air quotes for people that are listening. Crazy people that, you know, are kind of discounted that they talk about that. Like back in the day, it was like Jack Kerouac, right? They just loaded up his car and traveled the country and he was the counterculture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because a lot of this, and we talked about this with Austin Doomer, I think, in one of the marketing intern spotlights of how small business, our parents or their parents were all small business owners where they owned a general store or some sort, some type of that general store, air quotes again, um, in their local town. And that's what they were doing. That was their big world. They were supplying the community with a general store. Now, we don't need that anymore because we have Walmart. Right. Amazon. Amazon. (laughs) Yeah, it just came to my head. Um, The movie, It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah. Right. So his dad owned the the Bailey building alone and he was supposed to just take over the building alone for his dad. And it was this crazy thing that he was going to go travel the world. Like that's a movie we watched growing up. Like it's like, Oh, he's nuts. Like he literally goes crazy in that movie Mm -hmm. and then figures out that what's good in life is staying home with his family, which yes, that is good. I'm not saying it's not, but there wasn't another side of that where it's like, no, what's great is that he got to do both. He got to travel the world and stay at home and have a family. Like, there's ways to do both. Mm-hmm. Look, I'm here in Minnesota, three days. You don't have to like uproot your life and go live in a van for five months, like a lot of people are doing right now. You can. There's a way to balance both. There, great point. There's absolutely a way, and there's a way to um in, to make an impact worldwide. Now, you can make it good or bad. You have that opportunity, and with the content creation that all four of us are trying to put out, it's it's the, the true effort of trying to be genuinely. A beneficial to another person yeah and we are trying to talk to as many people and provide snippets from their life story to inspire others and that is something that's bigger than ourselves and we'll never really see 
exactly how many people are affecting if people are like they actually listen to more than one click because that's what we get to see we only see the downloads we don't get to see if they listen to 20 percent or 100 percent. right um but when someone reaches out and says hey thanks for uh sharing that story with that and putting that up out there that's pretty cool yeah and it's you know it's cool too just like more like looking future from where we've come from is what do kids want to be now oh yeah freaking youtubers gamers, dude, gamers. And, yeah like they're they have grown up in a world and i guess andrew and i caught a little bit of this but i mean kids are growing up seeing the entire world and then just picking the thing that looks to them the most like the most appeasing like yeah i wanted to be an nfl player at one point of course i did i don't look like one nor could i have even physically achieved that but kids are looking at logan paul kids are looking at ninja kids are looking at you know all these big names and like you said these youtubers and these gamers and they're like dude i can i can do that that's no problem like kids there's so many other things out there now that it's i'm very interested to see where that goes because andrew you're talking about the impact it's like dude if we i mean we're we stay consistent with back pocket rtj how they're here maybe kids want to become us someday yeah maybe people want to grow up to be podcasters is what i'm saying i'm not no one wants to be us but what's (laughs) what's interesting about what you just said is that it's kind of all the same right yeah so forget that it's uh nfl player or ninja when you were a kid you wanted to grow up to be the person you idolized the Mm -hmm. kids now want to grow up to be the person they're idol they idolize you say you couldn't have done it but couldn't you have Like you really, you, there's a chance you could have, if it was your ultimate passion and you committed yourself to it and you got all the training and lifted and gained 200 pounds of muscle, like there's a way to do it. And I don't think that's that gaming is necessarily easier because it's really hard what those people do and kids want to do it. But the, like the rate of them actually becoming a professional gamer is probably the rate of you actually becoming an NFL player. I think that part doesn't change. It's just the context in which we're talking about it's changing. Yeah, that's like a great it's point. who you idolize. That's what you want to be. It doesn't make it any easier. It's just we used to idolize and want to be these physical, active, in the world people. Now we idolize people that are, you know, active in the virtual world. Yeah, it's just changed. Yeah. Yeah, and you're absolutely right. And, you know, what's funny is I saw a video from Gary Vee today, and he's like, exactly to your point. It's never changed to be the greatest at anything. Like, it's so goddamn hard. Like, it's not easy to show up and be the to be Michael Jordan or Tom Brady or any of these people it's it's hard as shit you gotta be obsessed with it and I love that but I just I love the fact that it's just like there's so much more out there now that people can see and that competition is only gonna rise yeah it's freaking nuts man freaking nuts I, I love trying to put out content and you, you've created your job as a, as a content creation um yeah with the strategy, are you doing a lot of stuff on uh, Facebook advertising? I just got to ask for my own personal. Yeah, so um, it's a lot of pay-per-click if it's Google Ads or you know Bing, which is just horrible. Mm-hmm. Like, Bing does not perform well. Yep. Uh, Bing, step your game up. Um, but then it's, Yahoo. Then it's Facebook, it's Instagram. Yeah, it's promoted ads. and Okay. They're always changing it, though. It's so crazy. The algorithms and what you can and can't target, like – as, a, as Zuckerberg's getting it in the media, it's like he must be calling back saying, change that, change that, change that. Mm-hmm. And the interface is changing. They're removing certain things, and it's, it's wild. It's wild. We can talk a little bit more off air, uh, but I'm obsessed with it. I'm, I'm starting to create – I'm starting to make that my job. And oh, yeah. it's, it's absolutely uh, 
changing, dude. Uh, ever changing. And the data, like you can get lost in the data. Mm-hmm. It's wild. But how many? The way you can filter like a Google Analytics report, you can make it tell any story you want it to. Absolutely, which is kind of wild. Mm-hmm. For, and it's kind of scary for business owners if you don't know, like how to call bullshit on somebody. You could be paying people money that just making the report look great and you have no idea what the metric should be like it's because there's so many out there you could pick from like what attribution model do you want to choose to follow and mm-hmm. yeah it's, it's wild that's a rabbit hole in itself yeah we yeah. don't want to go down that trip that, uh, that little rabbit hole but we do want to take on the back pocket and then the, the questions that follow our, our core methodology the first one is the average quality and it's something you do well at times and other times not so well so miles what is your average quality so i was thinking a lot about this and i started to talk about it before um, but it's letting people finish their sentences. Like I've really had to, like, I'm the idea guy. So someone's talking and I'm like immediately thinking of an idea or like something they should do. Right. And it's like, it just falls out of my mouth before I even realize it. And I end up just talking over people a lot. My wife will tell you that one too. Um, but I'm getting better at it. Podcasting's been good for that. Cause you have to learn to shut up and listen because people are going <laughs> to stop coming on your show. If it's just you interrupting them mm-hmm. all the time. I so that's my that. that's my average quality. <laughs> it's is, tough because is letting sentences finish. Right, so. I'm doing it right now because I'm trying to figure out the cadence of when you're trying to wrap up a point and then I'm ready to add to it and I don't want to cut it off where I before you get to the goodies, and you're doing it over the phone. So that's definitely a little more tricky than doing it in person because it's it's a little more interactive from that stance. Yeah, I really had to watch it in the office. Like people that would report to me would come to me with a problem or an idea, and it's like. They're halfway through that first sentence, and I already know. I think I know where they're going, and I'm like, "Yeah, blah, blah, you know," and just like, and they you can just see it in their eyes. They're just kind of like, oh, "Fuck again," you know. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, and then you just get so mad at yourself, and you have to figure it out. And I started like letting people know, in in job interviews, I'm like, "Listen, before you join the marketing team, just so you know, I'm going to walk in your office at any point during the day and just blow up your day." Like it's going to happen. I'm going to come in with some crazy off the wall idea that I'm going to write on your whiteboard and it's going to be left field and you're not going to know what to do with it. But like process it and come back to me and then we'll talk about it. <laughs> and like I'd have people from the marketing team sit in and they would laugh. I'm like, isn't that right? And they're like, yeah, it's 100% right. Yeah, He just did it before you walked in. I'm like, <laughs> so they started owning it again, like accountability, like just telling everybody. And I would tell them like, listen, if I'm cutting you off, just tell me I'm cutting you off because I know I need to get better at it. I so. love that. Radical so, transparency. I'm so bad at it. I I've cut Andrew off more times than any time he's been on the road. More be like, uh, Andrew Andrew has a Subaru. People cut off Subarus all the time. Andrew gets pissed off on the road. But me, I've cut Andrew off at just verbally way too many times. I'm and I'm sorry. And we've addressed it many m- m- times. <laughs> We're trying to get better at it. Yeah, yeah, but that's why I have these headphones, man. These headphones just make it so easy for me to like know when it's my turn to talk. It's like, it's back to your point though. Like when it's, when you're just so, you just want to finish their sentence so bad. It's like, oh God, but I've realized, I've realized it's just always better to let them finish. Always. As natural podcasters, we want, we want our voices to be heard. Yeah. And that's just the reality. That's why we run this whole operation. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Do you, I, I do really appreciate though. Like your, I think your, your passion when you maybe make that mistake of interrupting someone. Uh, or just finishing their sentence, like I think that speaks louder than words. To be honest, I yeah, would be nice. okay with you finishing my sentence if you were just like it could because you're all in on it. So there you go, man. Yeah, I, uh, I was gonna make this point. You have a phenomenal podcast voice. 
Kate, yeah, your cadence, cadence your, your cadence tone. is phenomenal. Oh, and and is this normal? Are you do you feel like you're a little bit more energetic with your cadence, or is this an all the time, Miles? Um, a, I have no idea. Okay. That's a good question. We'll have to do our market research. It must. Yeah, <laughs> do it. I'll give you some people to call. Um, I think it must. It must just be like the real me, because I don't even think about it. Like when I get impassioned, like you're talking about, it's just I'm just flowing. So maybe there's times when it does sound different if I'm two in my head and not just in the moment. But mm-hmm. when it's just me talking about something I love and I'm really knowledgeable about, this is what you get. Right on. Dude. And I can turn it on, right? It's like playing all the hits on WKLZ. <laughs> oh, we do a radio voice all the time, and it's brutal. It's yeah. so funny. Yeah, it's, it is brutal. It is Absolutely. Brutal. But uh, something that's not brutal is something that is in your back pocket. Wow, look at that segue. Yeah. No, we've been working on segues on this podcast, that and that really might good. have been uh, – Yeah. Ty, what would you grade that one? Yelp review it. Show note that. It, it was like a solid three and a half. Yeah, that was like two hands on the handlebar, yeah. slight tilt forward segue. Yeah. Okay. One of your better ones. Andrew usually kind of – has the creme, creme de la creme. Ooh, hell yeah. But uh, that was a good one. <laughs> okay. But anyways, you know the drill at this point. For our listeners who don't know, maybe joining for the first time, this is something when you know pressure turns to stress and anxiety is rising. You're in a tough situation. What thing do you rely on to come out on top? What would that sure. be? Sure. So for me, it's things. And it's what I've, through the coach I hired and the group I'm, I'm in, which has been super helpful. Um, it's kind of like a podcast off air. But um is my non-negotiables. That's what I pull in my back pocket. So once you establish those non-negotiables, it's like your center you come back to. For some people, it's making their bed, right? They might have be having a shitty day and they come home and their bed's not made. And it's like, oh, of course my day was shit. Like I didn't make my bed. That's the one thing I know I should do every day. But for me, it's working out. So like today I was up at 3.30 and I didn't get a workout in before I you know, got here, but I walked 10 miles. And then when I got back to the, the room, they had a Roku stick. I was like, sweet. Turned on yoga on YouTube. Yoga and with Adrian? Dude, yoga with Adrian. Let's go. She's the best. She's, She's so, so good. She like throws those little jokes in. Today she, <laughs> today, dude, today oh, she was, she was like arms up. She's like Wu-Tang. And she looks out laughing while doing yoga. Yeah. And she gets uncomfortable too. She goes like, oh, I may not have, should have said that or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And her dog runs it. Dude, that's hilarious. Uh, she's like, oh, Benji. It's like, God, get the hell off the screen, Benji. I'm trying to do some down dog. <laughs> Unbelievable. So which which yoga did you do today? Dude. You look like a yo- there's no yoga for podcasters yet. I think uh we might be onto something. Adrian needs need to at least provide that for us. What is that? Like you wear headphones the whole time? Yeah. I don't know, right? It's probably not <laughs> exhale into a microphone. Yeah. Probably a lot of good posture. We do a lot of sitting. Yeah, a little ASMR. Just get super into the mic. Yeah. I don't know what it would be. But which which yoga I did, did you uh do? I did one, I was just going through there was one for energy and I was like, Man, I'm <laughs> yep. feeling feeling kinda down. It's been a long day. But, dude, the Airbnb has a set of free weights and a yoga mat. And I was like, this is like the universe telling me I need to keep my non-negotiables going. Get the workout so in. So I got to work out in. Um, the other one for me is meditation. Mm. So I've meditated now for, I think, it's like 85 days in a row. Wow. Um, there's this Congrats. app. Thanks, man. There's this app I did an episode on just basically like telling everyone because it's a really cool app and it's free called Insight Timer. And there's a bunch of guided meditations. There's also binaural beats on there. I don't know if you guys have messed with that at all. But they play different stuff in each like earbud, and it really is supposed to help with focus. And I don't know if it's a placebo or not, but when I put those on at work and I need to crank something out, I'm just like, you can't mess with me. I'm jamming. And I'm Sweet, so I productive. need this. Whoa. And, yeah, so check that out. But so that's what it is. It's like if I feel like it's like I'm I'm like what's wrong? It's like you just take a deep breath and it's like okay, like start checking the boxes. Like I I need to be working out. I need to do the meditation. 
and it's just like that that check moment. Even if you're just me for me going through the list, it's like why am I why am I even like freaking out right now? Like what's going right. on? So with meditation specifically, are you so are you trying to focus on absolutely nothing and trying to keep yourself in the present, like with your breath, or are you letting your mind run? So that was a misconception I had when I like people would say, have you tried meditating? I'm like, yeah. Like I sat down and tried not to think of anything like good luck. Like impossible. Impossible. Like, I'm, yeah. And so, I, but I didn't know what I was doing and that was the problem. So I've just been like, this app has crazy amounts of stuff. Like I've just been like for 85 days, like trying different stuff. So I don't wow. have like one set practice yet. What's your favorite? Um, dude, there's a lot, which it's kind of freaky. Like, I don't know like if people are spiritual or like more mother earth, like, but whatever you want to put up there is like a celestial being or like, the universe but putting stuff out there with manifestation has been pretty wild like there's been a lot for like manifesting greatness or welcoming abundance and things like that and for whatever reason when i've started doing those and started visualizing like what do you want your life to be visualize it think about it focus on it say it in your mind it's literally has started to happen like i've seen it happen so I'm, wow. just, I'm like, I'm not going to mess with it. If it's working, I'm just going to keep keep doing those. Absolutely. And this is one of my favorite questions to ask because almost every single time we ask it, it has some type of um, spiritual sense to it, whether it's they actually practice a religion or it's a meditation or it's getting to the gym. You're so happens to be intertwined in a lot of those. Um, but when, when, when anxiety is rising, and we all have anxiety. We had someone on our show, Alex Corsell, go walk us through um, as a, a practicing psychologist um, that everyone has anxiety, but it's uh, different variations of it that are yeah. needed for prescription and variations need it for just being aware that it's always going to be inside you. And uh, having these things in our back pocket, talking through that we all have it and there are different ways to overcome these situations is so important because people feel lost when it when it does get to that very stressful moment and you can't you can't find that resource you can't find that way to overcome these situations and when you just have someone to 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 hear how they're doing it and being like oh maybe i do need to meditate or oh maybe i should just get to the gym three times a week and start breathing a little bit more yeah um and in the non-negotiables is so important because when you start giving that up that's when you feel like you're losing control of your life yeah, so going back to when I was at that low moment, wasn't doing any of those things. Had stopped working out, didn't even know what meditation was. What I was doing to, to get rid of the stress was just coming home and drinking. And then you get to that really bad cycle where then your sleep's really bad and you're not fit and it's just worse. So, like, yeah. at the same time I started meditating and when I was trying to figure out everything going on with the job, I was just like, I'm not drinking anymore. Like, I just need a clear head. I need to figure this out. And now I'm just so in love with how I feel sober all the time and like fit. I haven't drank in like, I don't I haven't counted it, but it's been like three months. Wow. And I'm just like all in. Like I crush though, like crush those seltzers. I can come oh, home LaCroix? and drink. Dude, I can drink like 12. It's just nuts. 12? Are, are you, what, what's your brand of choice? So I like LaCroix, but it's expensive. It is. And I got diapers to buy. Okay. Mm-hmm. When they so, had that whole scandal though, they were getting, they were going three for 10. You could uh, uh, jump in. I didn't in. even hear about the scandal. It was like uh, the owner admitted that there was cockroach poison or oh, something. Really? I don't even care what's in those things. I'll yeah. drink it. It uh, tastes same, so good. Like I'm the coconut ones, it's like liquid sunshine. Yep. Like I'll drink them all day long. Uh, Key lime pie We're or speaking whatever. our language. Yeah. So, um, but the the grocery store I go to has an off-brand. It's like mm. two bucks for 12. Oh, and oh. So I just load up like, I buy like two cases at a time. 
I don't know what it is about it, but they're so good. Dude, so when my wife was pregnant, I didn't drink because she couldn't drink. I lost 40 pounds. You're 40? All, and so this is just tells you it's not good. Like, it wasn't, I wasn't, I don't think I was an alcoholic. Like, obviously, I had stopped and I don't miss it. So it was just like my stress release. But yeah, dude, well, I used to work for, with a brewery, the company that was the housing company. They also started a brewery. So okay. I literally have to take home like growlers, you know, again, air quotes, have to for homework mm. and just, just drinking a lot of beer. Yeah. So when I, stuck, when I cut out the beer and those empty calories, dude, the weight just fell off. Whew. Wow. Congrats, but, dude. So that's what I, how I found it, though. It's like, that satisfying like pop a top and like you hold the cold can, can just yeah. like America. Mm-hmm. So we here's love cracking the can. Okay. The so here's something, right? So this is a comedy podcast and we've had some deep, some deep shit on here. Yeah, okay. It's been great. I don't know if you noticed, but I have a backpack mm, with yeah. me and you might've been like, is he like, is this Valkyrie? And like, this is the last thing we're ever going to do or what's going on. Okay. So I'm going to flip this to the Tom side Cruise is coming in. because I thought we could do a little bit. I have an idea for a bit, but first I'm going to unzip the bag and show you what's inside. Okay. okay. Right, let's okay. get after this. Hold. Hey, Ty, can we get this on camera? Thanks, Sorry. Ty. I, just, I had to buy this bag today too, to you, really sell the bit. So you see oh how God. committed I am to this. Holy oh. shit. <laughs> Oh, let's go, dude. And he got the key lime. All right, I got to credit Ty with the inside. I called him. I was like, dude, what's the favorite flavor? And I freaking knew. So so here's what I was thinking. It's funny that we just started talking about LaCroix. My thought with this was, since you guys are trying to get some sponsors, right? Who isn't, right? And you put out all the video content. Mm -hmm. If we each take LaCroix and we have that satisfying, you know, sound and look dead eye into the camera and give your best Back pocket keywords stuffed like sham wow sort of mm-hmm. one or two liner about why you should buy LaCroix. And you guys can chop them up oh, and use them for whatever. And we'll tag everybody and see what we can make happen. Okay. Ready? Yep. All right, dude. This I is a lot so of freaking pressure. Don't open it yet. Oh, yeah. And also maybe tap it since I just threw that across. Your this is always the prep, dude. It's like click clack. Another click back. clack. Wait for the crack. All right. Get yeah. Are we all doing this at the same time or oh, is it? Yeah. We can take turns. I mean, we can open it at the same time just for that. Oh, okay. yeah, no, let's go alternating. I'll start. And then let's just like, like the a wave. Snake, a wave, okay. yeah. Look at that. Oh, just loop that. That was crispy. Sick. Talk about ASMR, right? Just have yeah. that clip. Oh, that's sweet. That is a good flavor. I also chilled them for the full effect. Yeah, You're welcome. God, they are. They're incredible. Yeah, is yeah. that a refrigerated backpack? Is that what's going on? No, I put them in the fridge. Uh, I walked okay. to Target, which was amazing, by the way. Freaking sweet down by the mall there or yep. whatever. Yeah. And then went and bought a backpack and an eight-pack of LaCroix. Because mm. I figured if I already spent 200 bucks to get here, what's like 30 bucks on a backpack and some LaCroix? Yep. I've, never, I've never had the key lime flavor, but that's really good. It's very. Dude, you can't go to the sandbox without some beach flavors. Yeah. Beach flavors. Key lime LaCroix. A delight to the senses. You ever meet a girl at the bar and you just think it's too good to be true? And be like, ah, she she's just so innocent. That's the flavor and what's in a LaCroix. <laughs> what? <laughs> Crushing it. Come back to me. <laughs> I just know that they have innocent as like everything they're tagged oh, in. Oh, yeah. Right? So it's mm, like yeah, figure out, innocent. figure out, let, let's play into their marketing thing, yes, right? Because like, very good point. Otherwise, if they just see us talking to sweet nothings about LaCroix, it's like, eh, right, sit, well, not innocent. You guys both missed what I was going for with the, the back pocket keywords, though. Oh, okay. So I'm going to just, like, oh, shit. I'm going to stuff mine with back pocket keywords. Oh, okay. oh, please do. Okay. 
Just because your friends might be wildly average doesn't mean your beverage needs to be. When it's time to trap the trap the puck and unpack a good conversation, I choose LaCroix. Oh, oh that's okay. way yeah. better. Yeah. <laughs> wow, killer. He knows our podcast better than we do. So I actually came prepared. It was my idea, so you know I have to think that's about legit, it. No, but that's fire. No, that so is. There you go. There's the bit. That's it. And I was ready for a drink, so it was perfect time. Yeah. Okay, so real quick, though. Unpack. Is that like a word that we you use? You guys say that a lot. Okay, I so unpack, trap the puck, and then the other one I heard recently was uh, strikes and gutters, strikes and gutters, <laughs> yeah. ebbs and flows, trial and error, strikes and gutters. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Ty calls us out when we use the word nascency. I don't know if you've caught that. But... I did hear nascency. Yeah, yeah. it's in its nascency. Yeah, they learned like this one big word and <laughs> beat it to the ground. Yeah, because Ty's Ty's friends use bigger words than we do. Yeah. But it's alright. Smart friends. Yeah. Ty, what's the next word that we need to use? Um. Ooh, I heard this word the other day, matriculate. Mm. Okay. About that? Definition for you is... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what that means. Come on now. <laughs> um, it kind of means like to work something like forward in a very like, I'm going to say like meticulous, but work something forward in a very like intentional, but usually like slow growing way. Okay. Can you use that in a sense? Um, so like a football team could matriculate the ball down the field if they were like mm. doing a lot of running plays or Got stuff it. like that. Love the process. Yeah. yeah. Love the process. I'm mm-hmm. thinking of using the word bombastic more. And I think, <laughs> I think I would do that instead. Yo, what's bombastic mean? It's just another word for good in my head. Okay. I'm still thinking about the female innocence trapped <laughs> in my can. Right yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. We're radically transparent when it comes to, uh, I don't know. I don't corner. know if they're going to pick that one up. Though. No, that's going to be dropped. No. Yeah, th- but they do need some rebranding, I think, after their um, cockroach debacle. Yeah. Already here. Go, Lacroix for those who shop at Target. There mm. you go, dude. Yeah, that's money team. Yeah. Lacroix has other flavors coming out. I heard uh, one was a hint of hint of lime. Um, a, uh, a Lacroix does uh, no uh, a Skittle dissolved in water. Is a, a, a Lacroix flavor coming out? Nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, sat in a bo- or sat next to a box of uh, strawberries. Nice. Uh, yeah. Had a staring contest with an orange, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! How about like a hmm. flirted with a pineapple? I think if they use like the word hue to describe something, like uh, except I don't really like know a how hue of citrusy flavor. Hue, yeah. There you it's go. Like, mm-hmm. If Low you hue. squint and look past it, you can taste the blueberry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so that's really good. Not a lot of flavor in these, but just enough, just a splash. I have a theory that there's like a small uh, chemical like um, inhibitor, meaning like it, it would it would excite a taste bud, and that these actually stay on your taste buds. Oh, so yeah. there's something that like stays around. Um, and I say, and so the basically what I'm saying the more you drink them, the more you taste that flavor. Maybe. Have you ever taken a break from LaCroix and come back to it after like a month? No. I never stop. Okay. So. He gave them up for Lent. I gave up LaCroix for Lent this year. For like. He gave up water, I guess. Gave up. Yeah, gave <laughs> up water. I gave <laughs> yeah, no, it was super. It was, it was my worst Lent year to date, but I did accomplish it. And when I came back for the first time on Easter drinking a LaCroix. I noticed, I was like, God, these taste just as bland as when I originally tried a LaCroix for the first time. Huh. And then I thought, I was like, mm, I wonder if Maybe. there is, there is that little bit of innocence in there. See, what I'm curious about is when it says it's zero everything, but then it has a flavor, but then they throw in not a significant source of, and they rattle off all these things. So that means there's some, there, there's a 
it's not a significant source, but it does have saturated fat, trans fat, cholesterol, dietary fiber, total sugars, added sugars, vitamin D, calcium, iron, and potassium. Mm. Just not enough to be significant. But what is significant? Dude, marketing. That's all subjective. Mm. Marketing. Marketing 101. You use vague terms and ask vague questions, according to Andrew. And just be innocent. Thank you, Miles. I appreciate these. These, yeah, are, these, yeah, are, awesome, these are phenomenal. Uh, and, over here. Yeah, and I will yourself. definitely drink another one. Drink yeah. another one. And by Turn. no means is this like challenging to drink at all. But what I do want to know is who do you want? Uh, who do you want us to have on the show? Who's who you your, who's your, who do you challenge us with? You're right there, dude. <laughs> You're on the way. I've never, I've never told, I've never asked that question, and I run this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that transition was just naturally essenced. Yeah, it was so that's good. pretty good. <laughs> So who do I challenge you guys? Naturally, essence I picked up on now. Yeah, yeah, you like that. You like that. <laughs> I was a little late, but I got it. Um, so, um, I'll ask you a question first because I won't go this way. But are you guys' grandparents alive? I have I, one grandparent. I have three grandparents yeah, alive. I challenge you to get them. Okay, we got to get BB for sure. I think he'd be my first because yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm interrupting. That's my average quality. No, absolutely. Oh, keep, uh, keep going. But I did that. So I recently, when I was in between jobs, I was like, I'm doing it. I drove down to my grandparents' house. They live on the coast of New Jersey and spent a couple of days there and interviewed them both. And it was just so much fun. And I learned so much about them. Like we go through life with our parents and these, oh, sorry, uh, flavor burp there. Oh, it's going to be, it's it's constant. Yeah. With our, you know, our actually- parents and authority figures, right? Like you, you just see them as like that title, like grandma or grandpa. But then you start to ask them the same kind of questions you ask a stranger to get to know them. And you start learning stuff that you feel like you should already know. It was amazing. That is so cool. And our, I mean, I think that's got to be just one of those things that you have to do um, because they only have so much time left. Dude, it's, it, it's, yeah. it's obvious. It's like a little time capsule. Then you'll always have that conversation you can listen to even when they're not here. Yeah. Ooh, that brings me uh, to a question I should have asked earlier when we were talking about your your little kid. Uh, how old does your kid have to be to have him on uh, RTJ? He's got to be able to put like a sentence together. You know, he's just gonna kind of like breathe and say random stuff into the phone. I think that's good content. Maybe. Okay. Into I think the phone. You're gonna put your kid on the phone. <laughs> he's gonna call yeah, his maybe. kid. <laughs> he's gonna call his kid in. Listen, for my sure. kid is Listen, like the other day he would pick up my phone. And then I start hearing the FaceTime like thing, dude. FaceTime's buried in a folder, like on a like he found it and called my mom. Whoa, they're he's, savvy. He's a genius. Mm-hmm. These kids are figuring it out, man. So I don't so know. Get he's, our he's a year and a half, so like maybe another year and a half, we could talk about Elmo and all the cool stuff he likes. There'll be sound bites that you're gonna want to capture. Yeah, but I, I think the grandparent idea is phenomenal. I we've been meaning to do it, and my grandfather, of all my both. All four of my grandparents have been extremely in, uh, influential on me and just very family-oriented. My um, dad's parents, um, his father grew up in Pittsburgh uh, in Monongahela, nice. a southeast suburb. And so that's why I'm a Steelers fan. And I've, I've been to Pittsburgh many times. My dad's a season ticket holder of the Steelers. Oh, cool. So I'm flying out there in a couple weeks, fly out Sunday morning, fly back Sunday night. It's, oh, a, it's yeah. a noon game. Um He's got it wired, and uh, just the whole aspect of what the grandparent, my grandparents have, the trickle down effect of their non negotiables, and how my parents have absorbed that and, and instilled that in my life. I, I reflect on that many times, and to have that conversation, that's awesome that you're challenging us with it. To vocalize it on the podcast to say that we're going to do it is now uh, it's out there, right? We, we're holding ourselves accountable. It's out there, yeah. Mm-hmm. So thank you. Yep, we got to travel. 
We gotta go see BB. Where BB. does he live in? Atlanta. Right? Atlanta. Yes. Yeah, let's just take a trip down there, dude. Absolutely. Hotlanta. Yeah, my uh, my grandma. So I have one grandparent left, and she's on my mom's side. She uh, is in Pennsylvania. She's in Philadelphia. Look at that, dude. So look at this. We could we could Come travel out. down and freaking play an away game at the RTJ Park podcast, dude. Mm-hmm. There you go. I feel like that's exactly what we need to do. And we're and I don't think you understand. Andrew and I have never lost an away game. We don't lose away games, and we don't lose on bad weather games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> nice. Good to know. Yeah. So yeah, just want to let you know that. Yes. Um, but uh. It's been a good podcast. We've asked a lot of questions. We've asked a lot of questions, and I hope they've been good. Have they been good, Ty? Or or if your question was his questions better? Like I'm, I'm not doing that. Don't put me in that. <laughs> I'm just messing. What do you think, Ty? Pretty good questions. Are we? You could hear for yourself if you listen to how they're here. Found anywhere you listen to podcasts. Please rate and subscribe. When are you releasing this oh. this one? Uh, Miles will be out in like three weeks, maybe. Three, three maybe weeks. Maybe a date wow. would be better. Um, this, they could listen to this three oh, weeks from now. Oh, shoot. Well, early October, I will say. Okay, perfect. That's Kay. all. That's perfect. It. In the meantime, if you go to How They're Here, you'll find plenty of great episodes with plenty of great guests. You can hear Miles on my podcast, Episode 5, Season 1, if you dig back a little farther. At a boy talk. Yeah. Wow. So you already had a recurring guest in 14 episodes he, in? He was a dubious honor of the first recurring guest on How They're Here. He was the dubious honor of the first call-in guest on How They're Here. The dubious honor of the first person to reach out to How They're Here to be on the podcast. Mm. So he checks a lot of boxes. God, that's you're, huge. You're just dubious in general, man. <laughs> I had to use it. That was bombastic. Yeah. I've God. matriculated through the how they're here. There it is, dude. Boom. Wow. But uh, to circle the wagon like the <laughs> Buffalo Bills, um, do you have any questions for us? Circle the wagon. Uh, yes, I do. Yes. Let me just refresh my mind here. Mm-hmm. All right. So one thing, listening back to when we talked on my podcast, it was you, Andrew, that said you love being able to match personalities in interviews. And so I just I was thinking about that. What's your favorite personality to match? Um, right off the bat, when the person goes in depth on their story, like I ask that question, who are you? I usually ask it a little bit better. But um, when you go through your story, you can feel the parts that they're most passionate about and you can feel like where they want to talk and, and find the experiences that we might not know about. I think that's more so versus a actual tangible thing that they do. It's more so the the way that they talk through their story. And if you can feel how they excited they are about the current position they're in or what happened to them to lead them to here and what's going to what could happen, that's when I get very excited and I can start feeding off that cuz I don't want to be that guy that's just like overly energetic and the other person's kind of like, "Whoa, we're just having a conversation here." So when you can feel that right away, it's it's pretty awesome just to be able to then sit back for an hour and get really in depth into the things that you love. Yeah. Right Sometimes on. it's hard though. Like you really have to poke the bear because you know, we could do all kinds of research on them and know uh, what they're all about. But sometimes they'll come in a little timid and not like realize what this is like, what we're really trying to get at. So asking, continuing to stay persistent on asking the questions to try and dive deeper on what it is. And like Andrew said, the, the best part to really figure that out is just simply listening to, you know, maybe it's the cadence or just like the the specific parts along their story that they really, really emphasized, yeah. I guess. Yeah. A good example would be um, when we had IO on the podcast. Yes. And he is a uh, he was in marketing and we thought we were going to talk a lot about a lot about that and the fact that we played football together. Well, he's an avid long distance runner, just something flipped in him where he loves running. And we didn't know that about him hmm. or maybe had an inclination, but didn't really truly know how passionate he was. And like 30 minutes in. 
it was it was kind of it was stale. We were kind of repeating ourselves a little bit, and then we started talking about running, and you could see a flip in his eyes of just like him talking about what he's been doing recently to to coming to the point where he wants to run ultra marathons. Wow! And we're like, holy smokes, you were the guy in football practice that hated doing wind sprints and anything that involved endurance. You were the guy that was always dreading that, and we so we had never even thought to ask about long distance running and throughout the conversation we found that was his most passionate thing to talk about that's cool it's mm-hmm. nuts mark intern spotlight number 29 or 30 i'd say some some somewhere I. in there mm-hmm. yeah io great dude um but yeah great question man yeah thank do you, you have any others oh yeah i got a few more all, all right. right keep them going so we we're talking a lot about my kid right yeah obviously you guys don't have any yet you're 23 but i'm curious how do you guys see the show evolving like not that it's going to break up the band, but somebody's going to be the first to move out of this house where you've got the studio, get married, have a kid. What happens to the back pocket when there's, you know, little back pockets running around? Mm. I think we got to blow up the whole operation. <laughs> it, makes well, no, it makes no sense to continue at that point. <laughs> we are um, we are taking part in uh, the breakup tour currently mm. of uh, just a bunch of our college friends. We all... We're all very connected right now, so we're we're just being ready for the when the points come where someone is ready to go do their own thing. There's like ten or fifteen of us that are still very close, so we just started doing this. We doing this breakup tour, where uh, we get together ever so often on a planned event, and with the uh, realization that this isn't going to last forever. So we're we're, we're prepping. We're mentally yeah. prepping right now for things like that. As for the back pocket, and when we have little back pocket back pocketlets. Back pocketeers, back pocketeers, yeah, like little belt loops running around. Uh, this this operation <laughs> is not going anywhere because well, no, and I, I didn't mean to infer it's going somewhere. Exactly, and I just interrupted you. Mm-hmm. But like, obviously, it might be hard to do it three nights a week. Or mm-hmm. like, I'm just yeah. curious if you've even thought about that. Like, how does it evolve as you guys transfer from the young twenties to you know, like oh. me, I'm 29 and I'm a dad. Mm-hmm. The logistics, I don't know, but I do know when we do have a lot of kids, there's going to be the back pocket off. Where it's the little Inseras going against the little Browns, and it's a big rivalry out, game, an all-out Olympic. We're gonna go get like a cabin somewhere and just open field. The Inseras are just gonna tactically pick apart the Brown family, and it's gonna be amazing. <laughs> it's, it's not gonna. <laughs> happen. That's what I do know. I don't know where logistically how I'll make that happen. Yeah, but. and we'll be recording podcasts and covering the whole thing and turning in the content and using our kids for content. And that no way is that acceptable. But it there are kids, and we do that. And the you reason, do you yeah. yeah, and I. And to touch on Andrew's point a little bit is but not a lot because that was kind of but weird. like yeah. but briefly go over it um, is the back pocket is always just been Andrew and I it's the this mirror mentality of like we look in the mirror every day and that's what back pocket is if we're feeling like shit then back pockets can be shit and vice versa when we're doing great then right. back pockets soaring to to new planets but the 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 best part about it all is like we're we're growing up we're operating in um, operating within the confines of the sandbox, you know, growing up and networking as, a, as these 23-year-olds trying to figure out how to put this podcast together. Well, when we're 29-year-olds and are a little more savvy in the podcast space, now it's time to be pod fathers, right? Now it's time to have have kids. How does that influence your perspective? That's why one of my favorite parts about this podcast today was your perspective as a father. We don't have that yet, man. Yeah. We're 23 years old, but I cannot wait for when that time is because I cannot wait to share that perspective with the world 
Dude, I'm excited for when you guys have wives, and instead of like the Real Housewives of like pick a city, it's gonna be like the back pocket wives. Yeah. Like they would, they should do the back end show and just like oh talk about God, all the shit you put them through that week. <laughs> dude, I we, think that'd be hilarious. That's money. Yeah. That's another thing too. Like I wonder if girls will ever be like these guys are interesting. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if yeah, that's number one by far. Yeah. Like they're because we both know. had uh, girlfriends going into this. Yeah, they both. They were like, this is too much. (laughs) These guys love each other and podcasting more than they even give a shit about us. And that's what happened. We we did we did uh, season one like episode whatever the girlfriend's podcast was. Nineteen. Episode nineteen or something. But we asked uh, (laughs) we put ourselves in the position of ranking football, school, um, our girlfriends in the back pocket. We did. We you had put yourself them, in that they had we put, yeah, no, we, yeah, we put ourselves in that position. Like we that's both. A that's a rookie move. So rookie. <laughs> we were so naive back then. Yeah, I think Deck had a girlfriend that like fourth or third. Yeah, and she got. Pissed. She was so mad. She <laughs> held that against me. We had dated probably for like another seven months, and she fucking held that podcast <laughs> against me for the entire duration. There, there on out, dude. Yeah, you, you struggled in that situation. That right? was nuts. It was so dumb. Was so she's like, "Really? You, you answered it that way on the podcast? Like, you know what? That's just what it is." <laughs> awesome question, Miles. Yeah, yeah. keep them coming. Uh, well, last one. I'm just curious. Last time you're on my show, when I ask you about that question, right? This is their life in three words. Your guys collectively was making ordinary extraordinary, so I'm curious if your three words have changed. I mean, obviously you're mm-hmm. still doing that, but if you if you could think about it now, same question, different time. Yep. What so, would you pick now? When we talked, it was January of this year, and we've evolved into the saying of the month: "Dominate the sandbox." So with make ordinary extraordinary, making ordinary extraordinary. It's been niched from that aspect to now in the Twin Cities. So we're trying to find those people in the Twin Cities that are making ordinary extraordinary. And that is all around us. It's not a specific bunch. And that's the coolest aspect. Yeah, that's cool. So three would be dominate the sandbox. Dominate the sandbox. Dominate the sandbox. Yeah. I I like it more in that sense of like, there's just so many freaking cool people around here. I mean, you've been here for less than 24 hours, I know. But you're going to have a freaking awesome time tomorrow at Lincoln Drink. And you're going to be blown away by all the different people that we don't even know all the people that go to these events but it it's very cool what this city is doing oh yeah now are we going to be here forever i don't know but the the fact that we're staying so focused and keen on this fact of just like let's dominate the sandbox let's make sure back pocket has a presence in the minute in in the twin cities and see what happens i think that's going to help us take us to leaps and bounds and wherever we end up going yeah, this is pretty sweet. It's mm-hmm. awesome. Great questions, man. Thanks. Phenomenal. We'll finish with this one unless we have any other questions. No, I think we're good. Okay. Mm-hmm. Very simple. From the time you woke up at 2.30 this morning to now, what have you learned today? First, I want to thank you for this question because it was cool going through my day, knowing someone was going to ask me at the end of it what's something new I learned today because it just made me think. I was like, man, I have to learn something new today. Like, and Not that you don't learn something new every day, but just – putting it front of mind was neat because I was like trying to ask things to learn something. So I got it at the coffee shop. I stopped at uh, first when I got to Minneapolis. I just walked in and tired. And I, you know, I could just get a coffee, but I was like, hey man, like what's, what's something cool you make? Like what's a cool drink? Like I like coffee. And of course, like do you like espresso or coffee? I'm like, bull. You know, do you want hot or cold? 
hot. Like, I'm just, like, the most vague. I'm like, he's like, have you heard of uh, Miel? Like, like Miguel? Like a Spanish guy? He's like, no, Miel. I looked it up. It's like M-I-E-L. No idea what it was. So that's what I learned today. A, a Cafe Miel is a latte with honey and assorted spices. Ooh. It was delicious. Yum. Yeah, and that's how you start your day, too. You start your... I'm going to start my day tomorrow with a, a Miel. It sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was really good. So there you go. That was my... Simple. Yeah, dude. Love S- that. Simple things. Mm-hmm. Easy. I freaking that love that, man. I got a banana chocolate chip muffin. Oh, and I never would have thought to combine the two, mm-hmm. but it was amazing. My mom had a baker's dozen when I... I, I went home this, this weekend, and yeah. she had a baker's dozen of those on the kitchen counter right when I got home, and I housed three of them. Yeah, and they're so damn good. I don't. I can't hold that against you. Mm-hmm. Well, hey man, that was one hell of a podcast. Yeah, it was fun, guys. It's so good to see you. I can't wait to go to Lincoln Drink tomorrow with you. Yeah, you guys going? You both going? Absolutely. Yes, sir. Right on. But yeah, thanks for coming on, brother. Yeah, thanks for having me. Coast in my heart, right where I meant to from the start. It's so much warmer than the secrets you've been holding in. And don't you look at me sideways with those eyes, always acting like you ain't got the time. I can't imagine trying to carry what you hold inside. But ooh, you got a reason to sing, and ooh, you're finally listening. Go back to the start Cause you can't hold